0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Three Pete Podcast. Uh, today we're doing a little back-to-back action, as is tradition. Ooh. Uh, with uh, Christopher Hargrove, Chris, how's it going, buddy? Hey man, what's poppin', Meech? Uh, good. Obviously, CD is not here uh, this afternoon. He S- is being a minister. Yeah, um, licensed minister is actually marrying his friends, which is super, super cool. Uh, so congrats to whatever couple that is. He, he never actually gave us their names. Yeah. But uh, we're sure CD will do a great job. And uh, I hope he's having fun at the wedding. That'll be great. He's repping the 3 to
1: The 3 uh, P. Hey, man, we're everywhere. 3 P. You want to get married? We got somebody for that. You want an awesome podcast, people talking sports? We do that. Too. You want to talk anime? Shit, we can do it all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally anything. You want to talk about being cat dads? We could start Ooh, a cat dad podcast. Definitely get Jeremy Tache involved. Oh,
1: oh, that's right. He's a new cat dad. How's he? Uh, how's he liking the life? You're oh, I mean, he, you are as well.
0: Yeah, he's loving it. I mean, how can you not love it, right, uh, bro, They're
1: <laughs> a, they're a gift. Would Would you ever get a dog? Do you think you'd ever see yourself uh, getting a dog? No. Oh, that's no, right. Yeah, you've got. I remember the story about the dogs. That's right. That's right. We don't. Yeah, uh, we yeah. Don't, we don't bring that up on this podcast.
0: Yeah, let's. Sh- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a, what? What is it, Jeff? With flamingos or something? Oh is yeah, dude. I...
1: He's teas absolutely terrified of flamingos. You never forget yeah, that. So... Whenever he like goes on a rant, and you just you know you got to pull out that stopper. That's what it is. Yeah,
0: just just say a flamingos, Jeff. Anyway, all right. Uh, a <laughs> lot of st- not not a lot of stuff actually going on uh, in the sports world, but what is trugging along, Chris Hargrove, is week three of the XFL is upon us this weekend. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not watch as much in week two as I did in week one. Um, And I came away from what I did watch largely unimpressed in week two. Uh, But I'm curious to hear, like, is your hype still the same as where it was in week one? Or where are you at with the XFL as it sits right now?
1: Uh, hype definitely isn't the same as it was uh, leading up to and after Week One. Um, I mean, I think I had a little bit more going on last weekend than the first weekend, so I wasn't as like readily available to watch the games per se. Um, but I didn't even like really go back and watch the recaps either, just because. And and it's really depressing because after Week One, I was like, okay, this is good. This is better than the AAF. Um, you know, I feel like they have a little bit more talent. The new rule changes are awesome. It's not, you know, the old school XFL, like kind of what we were talking about before. Um, you know, it definitely was fun, but yeah, I really didn't watch much. I think Sunday I tuned in for maybe like two quarters of one of the games. I don't even remember who he was playing, to be honest. Um But yeah, I don't know. I guess the hype kinda died, and I don't know. Maybe maybe there is such a thing as too much football? I never thought there would be. Uh, but yeah, is there right? a thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's a case of too much football or if it's just like, and tell me where you sit on this, I kind of imagine the games being more high scoring and more like competitive, but it feels like the games are either like a blowout one way or the other, or it's just like a low scoring slog, like throughout the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, like th- I think that's th- what
1: they promoted it as was. Oh, these are going to be high scoring. That's why you know they offered the one, two, and three point extra point conversions. Um, you know the, the kick uh, kickoffs were going to be a thing now. Like there's an opportunity to score there. Did you know? Did you did you know this going after week one? The kickoff if it lands in the end zone. They get it at the opposing, is it 45, 45-yard line? Yeah,
0: mark? yeah, yeah. You get it really far up. Yeah, it's yeah, to yeah. discourage touchbacks, Of right? course. Yeah. So,
1: you know, it's promoting the kickoffs. But um, I don't know if it's just because we're trying to compare it so much to the NFL and the talent level is obviously so much more elite.
0: Um, well, and so that's the thing is that the D.C. Defenders and the Houston Roughnecks are by far and away like the two best teams in the XFL. You picked and Houston, DC- right? Yeah, Those yeah, yeah. Like your team to follow? Okay, Well, and that was a mistake because I meant to pick the team that Cardale Jones was on, uh, which is the D.C. Defenders, defenders, who happens to be the other uh, good team. But So the Defenders are kind of even in a tier of their own where they're just, like, much better than everybody else. Like, if you look at, like there's some weird people online doing, like, advanced metrics for the XFL. Of and, like, by every metric, the D.C. defenders are, like, just, like, an anomaly for how much better they are than all the other teams. Right. But it's, like, D.C. with Cardale Jones and Houston with P.J. Walker, they have the two best quarterbacks in the league, and those are the two best teams. And then you go to watch, like, the Vipers oh, who nice. have Aaron Murray, and they're just – or uh, what was it? T- well. the Guardians – Oh yeah. The Guardians had Matt McLoin like openly trash talking their offensive coordinator before like, it's like before half-time, halftime, right? and yeah, after yeah, yeah. the game. And it's like the teams with bad quarterbacks it's it's hard to watch, dude. It, it's like it's just like what what's what's more appealing to me than an XFL like I, you know the whole thing about being football after football is over, right? Mm-hmm. Is that it, it takes into account like a lot of people use the off season of like uh, with not with their not being football to like do other shit on the weekends right like mm-hmm. you can actually you know go to the theme parks go to the pay beach, attention you can, to your family you know, you know right hang out with your family <laughs> do stuff like adopt a cat and and race her <laughs> with your girlfriend like you <laughs> you have the time to do right. those sorts of things right. and if the football isn't compelling enough to pull you away fr- from those things that you could be doing otherwise then what's the point of even tuning in? You know what I mean? And, and like, the, the rule changes, I agree with you, are interesting. And I think that if they were implemented in the NFL, I would be much more interested. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it's an inferior product because the quarterback play is so bad. Right,
1: absolutely. So I guess what the consensus is is there kind of is such a thing as too much football. However, if you put the talent in front of our faces or, you know, something to, to, to draw us into the screen – We'll we'll watch like week one was fun for the intrigue. Then we kind of realized like, oh, these players kind of suck, except for the ones that have good quarterbacks. Obviously, the central focus of your team, you know, these good quarterbacks, these teams are winning. Um, So those are the teams that are good and standalone, but everybody else kind of sucks. There's nobody on there to make me draw. So unless they get people from the NFL, I don't know if we'll ever see another football
0: league that will excel outside of the NFL. Right, and I'm curious too because, like, even if they pulled backup quarterbacks off NFL rosters, which would be hard to do, cons- considering they're paying backup quarterbacks. I think high. I mean, they're paying starting quarterbacks in the XFL more than any other position. I think if you play any other position other than quarterback, you're making I think fifty five thousand dollars for a ten week season, which is great. Plus, um, you're winning. It's, winning it's still bonuses, not enough you,
1: if you, if your team wants.
0: Right. Right, and it's still not enough, obviously, to in my mind to you know cut sc- like sway you from the, the potential brain damage and physical harm you're doing to your body right. because then you're just earning what I'm earning at like fire like a, a slightly <laughs> more than what I'm earning at Firehouse or what you're or what you're earning at your office job, right? Mm-hmm. And like our jobs are much safer than that. Uh, I
1: think um, each team has got to have that big name that makes people want to watch. Like if you go down every single team in the NFL, every single team. You can pretty much point, pinpoint at least one per, one player that would make you say, "I'd watch." The I would game say most NFL teams this, because of this guy.
0: I would say most NFL teams have three or four guys, to be honest. But and but even if they each the, had one,
1: I mean, you'd be like, "Okay, right, I'm going to watch exactly. the Guardians because of the. All right, I'm going to watch the Vipers because Odell's their wide receiver, or Saquon is the running back, or something. Obviously, you're never going to get the caliber of player like that to come play in the XFL and in the NFL simultaneously. However. You know, that's what I mean, though, is they need that big name. And I just don't think we're going to get it. And hence why I'm saying, like, I think there might be such a thing as too much football. You get college football and you get NFL. And that's about the extent, you know, that takes up. What four to five months of our life at a time, you know, and then right, like and that's said, what I'm the saying rest is of the seven months is left for all right. I got to go be an adult and do things on the weekend, and you know, be a good boyfriend or be a good husband and or be a good father, you know, whatever the case is. So
0: or 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 be a good wife or or, or girlfriend exactly. if you're a, a, a female who enjoys football. I, like we that's love the, the thing, listens. right? Is that is it could be a law of diminishing returns, exactly like you're saying. Right. Is like at what point is it just like you know th- having a game? I think. So, this weekend, there's four games. Uh, They have Houston versus Tampa at 2 on Saturday on ABC. They have the Saturday evening game at 5 between the renegades and the dragons and then Sunday at three and Sunday at six. But are you Um, setting
1: time aside? Like on the weekend, like during the NFL season, you're like, okay, one o'clock, the bucks are playing, you know, I'm going to be in front of the TV from one to four. If you have anything else you want to do throughout the rest of the day, you know, we do it around that time. Like this isn't enough to make me go. Oh, hell yeah. Vipers are playing at three. Like can't go to the In Laws for dinner because you know, I got to tune into the Vipers game.
0: And in fact, like that's where I would say like the only time I've, turned on XFL games is when I've been at home and was just looking for something to put on in the background yeah, Call of Duty and that just happened to and be I on
1: to you know switch over to something else which I think is right, exactly what out- happened to me last weekend I think I was playing and then I was like uh yeah I might get back on and I was like oh, nah, I think i want to watch some XFL and then didn't even end up watching that very long
0: I will say though Cardale Jones and PJ Walker have been really fun to watch but outside of Cardale that I had just a pretty not- awesome
1: play last week I think I saw um,
0: I mean, and close, it just but. goes to show, like, th- that's the benefit of these leagues, mm-hmm. right? Is that these guys can end up on a- NFL rosters if they play well, but the fact of the matter is is it's just not compelling enough. Like, NFL scouts might be watching it just to see, like, you know, what kind of guys they can get for the back half of their roster. But, like, what's what's making you or, you or I or any regular casual football fan, uh, like, flock to right. it? And I would say that you and I aren't even casual. Like, you and I, like, enjoy football thoroughly. Absolutely. And so it's it's you know, if they can't even get us to like diligently tune in, who like how are they gonna get other people? I'll watch yeah, um, i watch a
1: Dolphins Bills game randomly on a Sunday at one o'clock if nobody's on, but I'm not gonna watch the, you know, Defenders at and Renegades to, play. To that
0: to that effect, I'll watch I'll watch, you know, Bowling Green play, right, right, right. you know, like you know, I'll watch Bowling Green Love play Ohio University. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. So, you know. All right. Uh, I mean, the XFL, obviously, we can't say if it'll die or not, but, like, you know, we're the voice of the it'll people. It'll have Chris more Harder, success and than and the A.
1: It'll get through a full season. I mean, I think there will probably end up being a second season as well, but it just, it's not ever going to compare to the NFL. And I think that's where we got to leave that at.
0: Right. All right. And speaking of the NFL, Chris, uh, the NFL continues to uh, tinker with uh, their schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always been the long, bandied-about, 17-game regular season, which doesn't make any goddamn sense uh, in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, so it seems like the owners, in um, in advance of this upcoming CBA talk, which is going to get real heavy over these next couple weeks and then months uh, if they can't get a deal done, uh, they came out with this plan to add two more wildcard teams and add basically an extra game to each side of the playoffs. Uh, one in the AFC and one in the NFC. Um, what do you think about the proposal just at, at its face value in terms of, of creating quality football content for you to watch?
1: I don't necessarily hate the idea of the the extra team in the playoffs. I mean, if you go back and look at what, like the past 10 years, I mean, every no team I think has lost any more than eight games, maybe a 7-9 and nine team somewhere in there. So you still have quality teams. Like there always is in, you know, week 12 to 16 when it's got the, you know, in the hunt category or whatever. Like those teams are still some very good teams, and a lot of them are... You know you're in a you're in a division with two te- heavy two heavy top heavy teams and you know you're third in that division and you just miss out on a wild card because one team has you know the automatic. So seat. do you want
0: me to tell you what the two games would have been this year? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, had it so in the AFC it would have been the Chiefs versus the Steelers. The um, okay, Mason Steel- Rudolph, right? But
1: the Steelers <laughs> came on kind of strong there at the end of the. year. Well, no, they slid off, right?
0: They, they were they yeah, str- they slid yeah, yeah, off yeah. because their quarterback thing kind of exploded. Yeah. Um, and then in the NFC, uh, let me pull that one up. Um, yeah, I see like, but that kind of gets to what I'm talking about where like, I just don't, it, it. it's like almost kind of like in the same vein as the XFL is like, what are we even talking mm. about here? You know, like, uh, the other game would have been in the NFC, it would have been the Rams versus the Packers, which, you know, that one I could get a little bit more interested in, but I felt like I had seen enough of, of the Rams this season. So I... <laughs> At the same time, it's like, like while necessary. it is, it's
1: it's cool, but it's unnecessary. Like we don't we don't need it. Like the Chiefs are going to win anyways. Like you know, um, who'd you say the Niners? Right. The Niners like, are going to
0: win anyways. Like the, it would have been the Packers. Packers. I'm sorry, the Packers, that's right. But yeah, right. like I still think the pa- like and you and I were. I think me more more so than you even was like you know the Packers aren't really that good, but I think they were still good enough to beat the Rams at home in a wild card game if it had come down. To Anything's that. possible. Yeah. I mean, it was the NFL,
1: um, we're talking then,
0: about NFL talent. Right, and see, like, it would be cool, like, if it was a year maybe where, you know, some team got really hot at the end of the year, and, and like, they're, like, let's say they start off kind of like how Atlanta did this year, where they're 1-7, and, and they rattle off, uh, like, the rest of their their games and, and win out. Uh, obviously, Atlanta didn't do that, they finished it nine 7-9, uh, and nine, but... Um, you know, it would be interesting for that maybe, but even then, I'm I'm just still not sure. Like, you're gonna get a quality team in there anyway. I don't think it really and ruins it anything, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, I, I get there's, that. Yeah. there's
1: three games on Wild card Weekend instead of two or six games. I'm sorry, you know, three on Saturday yeah, and three six, on yeah. Sunday. Um, so you're adding one more, and you know, it's giving just that Cinderella. But what team. would
0: you say? What would you say though? Because you know, people were upset. Even that we didn't get Lamar versus Mahomes in the in the AFC Championship game this year because Tennessee knocked him off. How pissed would we have been if Mason Rudolph and the Steelers somehow ended up, you know, topping Mahomes and, and like we didn't even get Mahomes in the second round of the playoffs this year. Like that, you know, it's just why are we rewarding the teams to who don't? Do enough to make the playoffs as currently constructed. I mean, more almost half the league makes the playoffs as it is anyway. I, you know, like what are we, what are we doing here? Like what, what's, because like the the thing to me is the NFL has like the perfect playoff system right now Mm -hmm. where it's just enough spots where every regular season game matters you know you can't just drop a, a game and be like oh it's okay like we can make that one up like like you can in basketball where there's 82 games and half the teams in the league make the playoffs the NFL has it set like to me in a perfect spot where every single regular season game matters and that's how you get those dramatic week 17 games to Determine who wins the NFC uh, NFC East to get into the playoffs, or who wins uh, the tiebreaker between the Steelers and the um, and the Chargers for the for the you know last wild card spot. And to me, that it would be taking those things away while also not really adding. And like, it's an extra football game, which like we said might be great, but is it good enough to offset? how li- how much it will diminish some of the other things along the way. No, I think
1: you nailed it. I think you you said it perfectly when the NFL's got it right. Like nobody's really complaining about anything. You don't hear it. Like you do with the NC, you know, college football's playoff. You don't hear it like you do with the, uh, Major League Baseball. Like, those you can make an argument. Like, it's so hard to kind of make an argument for, oh, well, this is why it absolutely makes sense, unless you're one of those teams who have been knocked out. Then you're going to hear somebody be like, oh, well, we got hot at the end of the year, blah, 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 blah. Like, we could have. We could have made a run. We could have beat the Chiefs. And, I mean, that is kind of what we want in the NFL is, you know, the best of the best. And if you're losing to an inferior team, then you're obviously not the best of the best. But it's the NFL. And kind of like what I said earlier in this argument, like anything's possible. We've seen, you know, Cinderella's beat the Giants, the Patriots, you know, things like that, like those playoff games. Um, So I think these other sports or or, um, other leagues can make these arguments, but the NFL doesn't need to. The 17 game aspect, I feel like I can make more of an argument depending on what they do. You know, going down to maybe one play, uh, one preseason game, um, even though that's gonna make guys fighting.
0: Adding maybe a second bye week. The
1: second bye week. Yep. but like I was saying about the preseason games, you know that's going to cause guys that are, you know, fighting for a playoffs uh, a roster spot. It's going to be a little bit harder for them instead of having four opportunities. But that gets- you have one, but uh, you definitely have to knock it down. You have one or two preseason games, and then like you said, maybe introduce another buy. Although I don't even think that really makes sense until you get to week eighteen, and then that like if to do eighteen weeks, and that's just too much at that point. Um,
0: and then it comes it all comes down to this and it, like off of what you just said it comes down to this too is that the owners wa- like no you know fans aren't really clamoring for an extra game mm-hmm. in the playoffs or in the regular season like you and I just talked about it. it's almost like they have the perfect balance right now right like that, that game of thor uh, of not thor of uh thanos just like you know balancing the thing and yeah. everything is perfectly balanced as it should um and in like this is all coming from like an, and- Playoffs, right? the playoffs and, right, and, the like playoffs and everything. everything
1: else right, is right, a right, fucking right.
0: disaster. But yeah, but but so then the thing, like the whole talk of expansion, comes from the owners, right? The players aren't the ones clamoring for for extra games and that, like, and, and so that becomes this question of with the upcoming CBA coming up, why would the players agree to this at all when they are the ones? If you look at other sports leagues, the NFL players are getting uh, shafted. <laughs> like, for lack of a better term, they're getting shafted by the NFL owners. Um, of course. The so, owners are money
1: hungry. I mean, they're just out there to make as much as possible because, you know, billions and billions of dollars you that could, your teams and these, you know, people that you put on the field to risk their bodies and their lives for, like, they don't give a shit about that. Oh, an extra week that we're going to have to put on these players' bodies? Like, is there a load thing as load management? Like, are you going to start sitting your team now, like, two to three weeks leading up to the playoffs? I mean... I don't know. There's
0: just, but that's the thing. That that's the thing, though, is, and like you could say owners are money hungry in any sport. I feel like, but the thing is, NFL players don't get guaranteed guaranteed contracts like they do in the NMF right. in in the NBA or the MLB, um, you know, and they're playing a sport where they're subjecting their body to much more physical punishment and long-lasting damage. And so at what point, if you're the players' union, do you stand up and say, if you guys want to do 17 games, whether that be an extra playoff game or an extra regular season game, We want guaranteed fucking contracts. We want lifelong health insurance for once we leave the game. We want to make sure that if we need knee replacement surgery when we're in our 40s or 50s, we can get those sorts of things. If we want to go get mental health screening every year for the rest of our lives because, you know, our brains are turning into mush playing the sport, we can go and get those sorts of treatments. And... I hope they, like, they, they that's their argument when you know,
1: they are going through these CBA discussions is
0: Right and you're already seeing though you're already seeing media members shilling for the NFL saying, "Well, this is the this is the deal the owners are giving the players and they can take it or leave it." And and my thing is the players have all, every right to say, "Without us, what do you guys have? You're just the XFL." Yeah. It gets back to that conversation where you really want to trot out the the players in the X, XFL, you're really gonna go into a season without J.J. Watt or Richard Sherman or Jadavion Clowney or Tom Brady or any of these guys who are in the players union. Like, is that seriously what you guys want to well, do? Well, yeah, but
1: then they come back with, all right, so what are you gonna do? Like without us, right? Like, you're gonna what are you sit gonna off you're without thirty two million, million dollars. dollars. Like, okay, right? You know, you live this lavish lifestyle now. You're gonna be able to do that? You're gonna be able to go to a normal everyday job? So, you know, that's both sides of the argument, and that's why they come to these stalemates all the time is because that is the argument okay yeah well so what in you your like... mind chris yeah. in
0: your mind who has more leverage
1: i think ultimately the players do because you know the nfl know they do know that without these people like the the ad revenue doesn't come in um you know the tv deals don't come in like that's not happening without these players so that's why you normally see the players kind of come out on top but not really when
0: you think about it like long-term logistically because that's the weird thing that's the weird thing about all these collective bargaining agreements across all of sports like usually when it's like one thing they do or employees yeah usually when employees are like unionized within a company they get a a lot because the labor like a company can't exist without the labor force exactly it just flat out it just won't work um that's why you see unions have been so successful in, in, in the course of American history, yeah. right? Um, and even overseas. But So why is it in sports? I, it's some weird combination of how fans perceive athletes getting paid all this money to play what is essentially a game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you like, Did you see, I don't know if you saw J.J. Watt's uh, tweet where he was like, that's going to be a hard pass for me. On oh, the, I've seen multiple the...
1: players come out against it already.
0: But did you did you um by any chance and I know they always say this but to not read the comments but did you read any comments on those tweets I think I saw like maybe the
1: first four I'm not too sure which one in particular So
0: I'm just going to I'm you know and I I've been using this term a lot because it's very relevant in today's day and age There's a lot of bootlicking going on in the, in yes. the comments of players like well why don't you uh live my life for a day it's like well you know JJ Watt doesn't have to live your life for a day uh Joe Joe John Doe <laughs> and fucking Wisconsin, right. he doesn't have to live your life. He's JJ J. Watt. Yeah, he's six foot fucking <laughs> you know, six, 285 pounds, you know, whatever the case is. And and there's there's hundreds of thousands of people who would pay money to go watch JJ J. Watt play in a stadium. There's hundreds of there's millions of people who will pay to watch JJ J. Watt play on television. It's entertainment, bro. Yeah, you know, it, this is part of the entertainment exactly. business.
1: It just drives, that's what we all thrive on. That's why TMZ and, you know, entertainment tonight in e. extra yeah. and e and all like all this shit that's why the kardashians that's why
0: we're so fucking obsessed even to with a it's newer degree if a- you wanted to if you wanted to even talk about like those youtube drama channels that just talk about youtube stars that have drama with each other that's why people tune in it's because of the personalities of the people i mean
1: the bachelor is one of the biggest shows on tv now i mean you just see we just love entertainment that's what That's what we tune in for. And like you said, this is a game. Like we are entertained by this game that are played by these, you know, human specimens who are above and beyond what you and I are and Joe Schmo from, like you said, Bohum, Minnesota. I mean, we're just never going to be able to do that. So we almost live vicariously through them. These people that watch The Bachelor's, oh my God, I wish I was dating this super attractive, you know, male or female or you know whoever it is like i wish i could be those girls like that's and this is going into way deeper than sports i mean i didn't mean to turn it's a societal thing it is no 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 no.
0: but and even even to a lesser extent of um just like you know the entertainment value for some reason in in america we just have this tendency to kind of like prop up the needs of billionaires and like well they're billionaires for a reason they must you know have some points on these sorts of things And, and i just i 've never understood the idea of let 's help the billionaires make more money you know it 's just like they 're going to be making their money regardless absolutely it's it 's almost an addiction i mean it 's like
1: when you see things like Facebook and you know how much money they 're bringing and how much money they 're making and Oh, well, I don't support you know that, that. Like, they're making way too much money, but I can't stop posting on my Facebook. You know, like, there's... Right, I'm or the, not or delete the thing mine. with Disney is Disney mm, owns exactly. everything, but I'm not
0: going to stop going to Disney. I'm not going to stop watching Disney programs. Exactly. I'm, I mean, I'm <laughs> a huge
1: culprit of that. I'm an annual pass holder. Like, I can sit back and realize how much of the media, and, and fuck it, how much of the world they own, and I don't know, there's just enough of it that I'm addicted to that I just can't. I can't say no. Right. To it.
0: I still have Amazon prime and I talk about exactly. eating Jeff Bezos during the revolution <laughs> on an almost weekly basis. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, let's, let's move on uh, to uh, baseball real quick, Chris. Um, because since we last talked, a lot of prominent major league baseball players have come out and said some pretty heated stuff about the Houston Astros and commissioner Rob Manford. Um, what to you has stuck out most? Uh, I'm gonna say to me, the the comments that have stuck out the most. There's three. Mike Trout just you know flat out speaking out because he almost never talks about anything. Uh, that was huge to me. Uh, what Justin Turner said about the commissioner's name being on the trophy being the only thing devaluing it at this point. Metal,
1: a piece of metal uh, is what he called
0: it. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then Aaron Judge talking about how. He feels that, you know, the, he deleted the post congratulating Altuve on his MVP award saying, you know, uh, those guys don't deserve it. Um, so what's you has stuck out and what do, you think, what do you think the ultimate fallout for all of this is going to be, man? Um, I'll let you speak more on,
1: on, obviously, it sounds like most of yours are, are the players speaking out about that and how they feel about it. But I think, you know, what I've taken away from this is how horrible— Rob Manfred has handled this entire situation. I mean, it has been ugly from the get-go, from players it being a you know, common knowledge in the league that, hey, this thing, this stuff is kind of going on like all throughout the MLB. But to the extent of what the Astros were doing it, I mean, Danny Farquhar for the Chicago White Sox, you know, that famous video of him recognizing that, oh shit, yeah, I can hear the banging in the dugout. They are definitely cheating. Like that shit spreads. And I'm pretty sure I heard an interview with somebody where that video where he hears that, like, the team in the dugout, like, they didn't use that banging system the rest of the game. Like, they scrambled to tear that down because they were terrified that, you know, Danny Farquhar was going to say something and that they were going to go in the dugout and find this out. Um, But... Manfred is just, he's handled it terribly. I mean, when he comes down with the original punishment and a player-driven scheme, none of the players are reprimanded. Like, there's no punishment for the players. Instead, you're going to fire your manager and, you know, your GM. Deservedly so. I think everybody in that organization knew the whole, like, dark magic. Have you read about this? And, like, sorcery. Right, Like They had nicknames for it. Like... They had a whole. And, sc- they had a and fucking then, like
0: nerd squad, like putting this shit together for him, <laughs> and and then speaking to what you're talking about of about Manfred it is like after the. initial backlash of not you know punishing any of the players comes out and he comes out and gives that press conference and this just immediately puts his foot in his mouth because he just says a lot of stupid shit yeah
1: what all of their players are going for at the end of every year by calling it a piece of metal and oh well you know their punishment will be what the internet does to them enough like are you fucking kidding me like no and then on top of that to detract other teams from punishing them as well because we don't feel like you punished you know this enough yeah you know, you're going to now punish other teams for plunking them you know for especially for in
0: especially in baseball a sport that has always policed itself in that way whether we agree with how they do it or not it's always been a fine if the league's not going to you know, settle this situation. Yeah. We fucking will, absolutely. Right? And now you're saying the teams that if they if they retaliate against the Astros, then they're gonna face reprim like re- reprimand. Like, what what are we even talking about at that he's point? He's handling this horrible, and he's setting a a Roger
1: Goodell like precedence for anything to come out of this. And it's just been very disappointing. And I like what you said. I love. All of these players coming out against it because I feel like more times than not, you know we kind of see them hide back in their shell and not really see. Or they too have much. each
0: other's backs because there's that sort of fraternity of, of baseball players. But it, it seemed very clear, dude, they with how many all
1: hate players on the Astros. Like you said, what judge said about, right. Didn't he, uh, uh, something came out this week. I don't know if you saw this. He deleted like his congratulations tweet to Jose Altuve. Yeah. That's, he's like, that's just, what I had mentioned. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He like, he doesn't fucking deserve that. And I thought, I mean, I don't know their relationship obviously, but anytime you saw them together, I mean, it was kind of like the big joke, obviously judge, being like six, 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 seven, you know, whatever he is, and Altuve at five eight, you know, it was so funny, and that obviously became a meme, and you know, people saw that, and he's like, Nah, dude, like I, I lost all respect for you, and Carlos Correa made right. himself look horrible, you know. Kelly, Cody Bellinger came out with his um, his thoughts, and Correa's like, Well, because they the keep... fucking facts, and he's like, Bro, I do know the facts, like it's all laid out in your front. Yeah, the you commissioner's guys stole the ring. Do anything <laughs> about it. And yeah, no, yeah. exactly like you said. Yeah, you stole us a ring and a banner. And I think we'll never be able to. I have think
0: it. that's what's been so. I think that's what's been so impressive—not impressive, but like noteworthy to me—is that not only the quantity of players that have come out and spoken out against the Astros, but just like how visceral they're yeah. being and how real they're being. Where like it, you know, when it came to like steroids, it was kind of mum on the players' parts. Like. You know, this is just like outright from the fans, from the to other managers. It's just like, no, fuck these guys, right? It's kind of like. Were they, mum, it, were they crazy mum on the
1: steroids day? because everybody was doing it? Um, right. Or, you know, I, I, I agree with you. That is an instance where they're. But also, I just, I feel like this isn't the last we're going to hear about this, dude. I mean, I think. And oh, I'm no, this is going to be a year-long thing, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. then
0: it's going to definitely carry on. I mean, I just mean you like know, che- they the talked in about... General. I think, they talk- you know, we're yeah. going to
1: hear more teams, and I'm scared for these players that are coming out because I don't know to what extent anybody else has done that. I'm hoping they haven't for how passionately they're coming out and speaking against it, but I just... I mean, of course, I don't want everyone to hear the Rays, like, did something, you know, found a way to cheat, and I hope yeah. not because... You know? They haven't gotten a World Series. They Exa- haven't gotten yeah. far enough out of it.
0: Um, I'll, I, and we can end on this. Um, they talked about on PTI yesterday about what Manfred should do. Uh, should he take back their ring? Should he you know, take back the bonuses they won for winning the World Series? Should he suspend them? Yada, yada, yada. And I think I, I, I want to say it was Kornheiser, but it could have been Wilbon. One of them just said, you know, what if they just put an asterisk next to the Astros name in every record book, you know, H- Jose Altuve's name in the MVP thing has an asterisk, like, every every part of those three seasons has an asterisk next to it, because, you know, that, that kind of creates that stain on their legacy, but I would argue, Chris, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say, and then we can wrap up, I think that no matter what happens, their legacy is already tainted, like, people will look back on that 2017 world series and this run that they've had in 17 18 and 19 and say yeah but they fucking cheated like it'll just always come back to there's a there's almost a like a um an imaginary asterisk already attached to it in my mind
1: Oh, the name I mean the name Astra is just it carries disdain everywhere. I mean you're seeing little I mean little teams. league teams, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're seeing little league teams around the US, you know, remove the team from, you know, the list of options for these for these kids to play for. And it's just horrible. And in a way, Manfred is right. I mean, the ridicule that these players will get at every single game. And, I mean, you're already seeing it in spring training. The first day they were out there, there's a guy banging on the trash can. Like, you mean to tell me you don't think – Oh, there's going to be trash cans.
0: And I saw – I was listening to ESPN Daily this morning with Mina Kimes and Buster Olney talking Mm -hmm. about it. And Buster Olney was talking about he's heard from like multiple teams are planning on having trash can days when they play the (laughs) Astros in the ballpark.
1: They're making a mockery of them and deservedly so like and in a way it is as humiliating but that doesn't eliminate the fact that you should have done something you know with the with the power that you have you know to stop this because we right. don't have any power you know we can't take money away we can't take a banner away we can't take a ring away uh, but you can, you know, we Right, Fan scorn of them. shouldn't
0: be their, the extent of their punishment.
1: Exactly. We can make fun of them and, you know, make jokes and we are buzzers and, and you know, whatever the case is. And we're going to do that because you just made a joke of a sport that is already, you know, kind of suffering. I mean, let's be let's be real here. It doesn't have the clout that the NBA and the NFL do. Um so, you know, what are you going to do? Like, let's, let's punish and let's let people know that, hey, we're not going to stand for this. Um, you know, we're going to do something about it, and they're not. So, um, I yeah, I can't wait to see how the season goes. I mean, I think Jeff, you know, comically put in our group chat sometime this week, you know, what's the over-under um, of how many t- Astros players get hit? And I think he said 86 was the number. And Yeah,
0: that was an actual Vegas number I think he sent. Okay. Like, yeah. you can bet on that, yeah.
1: So, I mean, I think depending on what Manfred makes the punishment— That's one uh, every other see, game, bro. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So, you know, depending on what he makes as the punishment, I think we see the over on that. But yeah, uh, he, he's just—I mean, what can he do now? He's dug himself such a hole. He's—I mean, it's not like you can be like, okay, well, I'll punish the players now. Like, you're just—you're kind of causing uproar. Yeah, then he looks like a jackass. You've already made so your bed. He, yeah. I mean is he falling on the sword for other team I I I don't know I don't know everything around it I don't think that's the case I think he's just handling it horribly um, and I can't wait for the season, man. I'm getting really excited. And, you know, maybe this kind of is something to draw viewers more into the MLB. I mean, you know? I'm, I'm leave certainly it on interested that. in watching. Yeah, I'll leave it on that. But, you know, people are going to tune into games where your team's playing the Astros. I mean, think about that. You know, away games where teams are playing the Astros, ticket sales are going to go up. Teams are fucking loving this, dude. Like you said, they're making trash can nights. I mean, this yeah. has become a spectacle. We're still talking about
0: this. Yeah, exactly. Well, this has been a good conversation, Chris. Um, But I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, I want to thank everyone who listened. Uh, If you haven't already, make sure you give us a five-star review on iTunes. We will be back uh, in the coming weeks uh, live with video and as an audio podcast. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Other than that, Chris, you have a great rest of your weekend, buddy, and I'll uh, talk to you next week. Thanks, bro. Sounds good. Love you, guys. Peace.